0: What's up, you guys? Thank you for tuning in to my Father and Me podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue to like, share, and subscribe to this channel. As promised, we have begun season two, and we'll be publishing some of our conversations from Define Relationship Goals. If you are a woman and you still haven't joined our group, please tap on the link below wherever you are listening to this podcast on. If you are not, you are still following us on Instagram and Facebook. You may tap on the link to join us every Sunday on our lives on YouTube and on Periscope. Once again, we pray that you guys are truly being blessed by this show. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Good evening. Welcome,
0: everybody. I want to make sure that I can see everyone this time (laughs) in the comments, but um, we thank you all for tuning in tonight. Thank you. Um, We will get started off uh, with a prayer as always. Father God, we praise you and we worship you. We thank you for gathering like-minded individuals together, and women of God who seek after your wisdom, seek after your knowledge, who want something new in their lives, and we don't take this this fellowship for granted. So we thank you right now as we open up. We ask that you fill us uh, with your Holy Spirit, Father God. Fill the atmosphere with your divine presence, Father God. We, although me and Tamitra are the ones that uh, are forefront and are leading this, we ask that you lead and guide us as we share the knowledge that you have called us to, to share with your people. We ask that you prepare the hearts and the minds of those who are listening in and tuning in, that they their hearts are, are fertile ground, that are ready to receive what it is that you have for them so that they may live their everyday lives strengthened and emboldened by your power and your truth. In Jesus' name, we love you and we believe. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, first, we are going to start off discussing fear. Uh, we have been making posts throughout the week. If you guys have noticed, um, just to start up the conversation a little bit, um, there was an a interruption in my post that was like midweek. And I wanted to kind of clarify what had happened in the middle of that, because it was still very important. (laughs) And and of course, as unpopular as I believe that I am, it always happens where people just start calling me at the most inconvenient time. (laughs) But um, yeah, so going back to uh, the scripture that was used, um, we're not given The spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Um, It also states in Deuteronomy chapter six, I believe, chapter six, where it says that we should fear the Lord. It says to fear the Lord and serve him. And um, I was really distinguishing the difference between the fear that God says that he has given us to have, which is a reverential fear that we should have. And, um, and also not having the, the spirit of fear because the truth about fear is he has given us those emotions with purpose. So it's not that um, we shouldn't possess a certain amount of fear. It is that we shouldn't live in fear because the spirit in which he has given us is the spirit of himself which which includes power and love and a sound mind. So we have fear that addresses those things that we should um, look at and apply his power and his love and the sound mind that he has given us in him. I wanted to clarify that
1: because I got <laughs> cut off. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, and I had, um... An addition to it, that just never got uploaded. I don't know what happened to that. But um, it was breaking that down just a little bit more on how our bodies, how our brain is designed to process fear. So we have um, in our in our, our brain, we have chemicals that are released at the moment that we feel fear, okay? So you have the adrenaline because of the fight or flight response. And what it does is it causes us to shut down uh, the prefrontal cortex, which is the, the part that, is she, aware of everything like else.
0: Right? Okay, We're going to get into <laughs> this mind. We're going to get into okay. this mind. <laughs> go
1: ahead and name the parts of the brain. So, you know, <laughs> it's aware of everything else and time and, and space and all of your surroundings right. and kind of pulling in information. So now that's shut down. So we can't pay attention to all those other things that are distracting us. We're only paying attention to how we're going to get out of our situation, right? And so um, there was another...
0: Well, you said something that was key, too, and this is how we know that fear is something that um, should awaken us because fear and excitement shows up the same way in the body. The body can't tell the difference. So it's really about us addressing those things that come up and so that we draw attention to them. And that's when I went into those questions. I wish I had them up right now where um, we need to evaluate and discern what it is that we are facing in that moment so that we can apply what is needed to that situation and be effective in moving forward past the fear because God has given us the spirit of fear. We know that we are conquering as well and he has given us that mind of establishing the victory beforehand. (laughs) So we just figuring out his plan that he has for us. My bad. I wasn't trying to cut you off. Okay. Yeah,
1: you you be having these side notes, Grace. I be trying to tell you. Okay. <laughs> but okay, back to back to my point. You know, I be breaking down all this extra stuff. All right. So you got acetylcholine, and you got uh, norepinephrine, <laughs> and so these um, hormones or chemicals that are released. Um, by our neurosystem, they give us uh, like laser focus. Okay. So when we have fear, we're shutting down everything on the outside. All right. And we're getting in fight or flight and we're ready to handle whatever comes at us. Then we are able to um, narrow down our sight to get laser focused, to be able to focus on the thing that we're trying to solve. The problem we're trying to solve, the find the way of escape, get our safe self to safety. And then um, it gives us a sense of urgency. And it's kind of like an incentive to make something happen. But the post I had about uh, what is on the other side of fear, what happens After we go into action, because we're in fear, then our body releases, our brain releases something else. It's called dopamine. (laughs) So it's actually a, a, a reward system. So once you actually achieve what's on the other side of fear, then you automatically get some internal reward. Okay, And then it's our way, it's our brain's way of teaching us how to how to make changes or Mm. how to avoid danger or how to do something different, you know? And so you still feel it when you're angry, you still feel the same feeling when you're excited, like Grace was saying, you feel it when you're on the edge of something new and people like me, serial entrepreneurs, (laughs) you, you feel it every single time you take a risk, and do something that you haven't done before. And then once you accomplish it, then you get all the rewards. And so it's amazing. God has just made us in a way where fear is not something that we even have to worry about, you know? And so all we have to do is go to the other side and find what God has already destined for us on the other side. And... Um, be in the glory that he's already revealed. Amen. I concur. Okay. So I know that um, that's what we've been talking about, but now we want to move into our next topic. We wanted to discuss um, friendships and the importance of friends and developing our spiritual relationship with God and understand that ourselves. Right. Yeah. So we were really getting into um,
0: breaking down relationships because this is also what we're building within this community. And um it's something that God has given us as an example of uh Himself, honestly. Um it states that in the in the beginning, he did say to Adam, it's not good for him to be alone. And it wasn't saying that he was by himself or lonely. It was establishing that he still needed something that was of himself because God is a spirit, he is a spiritual being. And it's something else that Adam needed that he could only get from the physical. So he created us with a relationship and God actually possessed this wisdom already in his understanding of him being the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. That is his relationships within himself. So um, with that, he created us with the likeness of also desiring from uh, a certain prayer and communication amongst each other. And so when we look at that design in and of itself, uh, that's what we get the whole no man is an island. We need each other. And what comes from our relationships um, are the experiences that we share, the, the knowledge that we receive from one another, even though you know some people may come and go in our lives, some may stay forever, um, we still get something. And that sticks in our, in our kind of memory bank. So when we move forward, we're always growing. We're pulling something from those relationships. So we're about to begin with
1: friendships <laughs> and defining friendships. Okay. Um, now, I know that some of us say that we have a relationship with God or we don't know if we have a relationship with God. And Um, understanding our relationship with God is also understanding how we relate to the people around us. Now, as far as friendships, I guess our concern, it would be the people, the company that we're keeping, how is it helping to edify us, move us toward our purpose? How is it shaping our lives? Um, How are we Affecting other people's lives, you know, and we actually do have to worry about how we interact with one another. So, if you have a whole lot of issues with everybody, okay, so you fall out with this friend, you fall, you fell out with this coworker, okay, you fell out with your sister, you fell out, <laughs> you know, with somebody else, and then uh, you you talking about everybody else. Is the problem. We think about it, that um, somebody is the common denominator in all these relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. So we need to figure out how we're going to relate to others, you know, in love. And then how are we going to contribute to someone else's life? Um, Everybody that I'm friendly to is not my friend you know, or everybody that's, you know, friendly to me is not my friend. And um, we've been uh, reading this book, Relational Intelligence by Dr. Darius Daniels. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if any of you have already gotten the book, but um, that first chapter is on friendships and about um, relationships and what you should expect in a friend. And, Um, He talks about expecting honesty, honesty from a friend. Now, people who don't really tell you the real about you and about um, what you're doing or uh, how other people see you or how, you know, your behavior is affecting them and just say everything. If you got a whole bunch of yes men around you, those are not your friends, right? And so you can, uh, I I think most of us can um, attest to that and say that the ones that have been friends with us for the longest in our life, they tell us about ourselves. (laughs) So they tell me when I'm being a saint and when I'm being, you know, when I'm being a blessing. So we don't need people around us who are dishonest. I know another thing he um discussed was dependability, um being able to depend on them and um also unceasing encouragement, someone that encourages you, that gives you um accolades when you make achievement, not sitting around being jealous about things you accomplishing. Um and who can share? Someone you can share personal or intimate things with, and they don't go tell everybody, you know. And so, <laughs> but we we have to think about the people we hang around, and then think about where it's taking us in our life now. So if if you have the sum total of everybody around you and all those people not doing nothing or not in their vision and not about their purpose, then you can probably look at yourself and see how stagnant you are about your own vision and about your own purpose. And so um, I always told my kids um, that sometimes you gotta eliminate bad company. Even if they started out being your friend, don't mean yeah. it's gonna, you can take them with you feel. We all grow. Yeah. yeah. And one thing, I mean, even in romantic relationships, one thing I've always been um, big about evaluating is the growth factor. I always talk about that. The growth factor of the person, the associate and friends that are around me. And then my growth factor comparing it and i mean every year we all should be making strides to do something better with ourselves right and so and then if you want to encourage your friend to do something better they shouldn't be getting mad at you because you're encouraging them to push themselves forward and the same with you so i think those type of friends are the best type of friend you got any comments grace
0: I was just trying to, you know, let you let you get it all out. Uh, I really love the way he started this because that's something that you said that was key as well, is that, you know, God has called us to love. We should love our neighbor. We should love everyone. We should extend that amount of love and grace to, to everyone. That's not something that um actually divides us or, or helps us divide who should be where it is how much access we give is contingent upon like their, their behavior, you know, what Mm -hmm. fruits they are producing, and then what they're actually helping us get to as far as our purpose and goal in life as well. So that's when we're kind of going through the journey with them and eventually they'll get weeded out. That's what I've experienced. I know, um, in the beginning, I didn't really have a clear definition of friendships. Um, I kind of was okay with just anybody, whoever was accepting of me and wanting to be my friend. I was just like, oh yeah, let's leave. But then as I grew older, it was like, they can't hang. (laughs) Like all of them just could not hang. Um, It was just different things that I was evolving into. And then having that understanding of um, a solid person who who knew what I was going through, but also didn't cater to, to the things that I was, I was convincing myself of. So most of my friendships came from my sisters. They just told me straight up, you're wrong, get up out of that, don't stay there. <laughs> and then um, others, I actually only have like a few, a handful who actually stuck around and was just like, you know, we're gonna see you through this, but you know, you know you need to fix that. Like they always kept it honest, always kept it 100. They always kept it real with me. And those friendships I value the most because when you can't see for yourself and then sometimes you feel like you are being led by God. And we talked about this kind of in the welcome as well um, in our mm-hmm. where, you know, the voice of yeah. God can sound like you when you really want it. <laughs> You really trying to push for it, you'd be like, Man, well, God. You'll tell yourself, be. girl, go ahead. I know you need that outside. You need that outside perspective <laughs> to tell you when you're not in line. And that's what friendships give you too, to make sure that you stay in alignment with your purpose, because they know your intimate details just as much as, as God knows. That's what those friendships mm. are. They're like, girl, this is not what you planned on, and you staring away from it. So get your butt back in gear and let's do this. Those are the type of friends right. that I have now, and I value them greatly, so yeah, those are the differences.
1: I swear I got, what, two? <laughs> <laughs> a whole two. Right. A whole two. Yeah, right. And they and do fine. <laughs> they, tell, they tell me, too. They'll tell me exactly what I need to be doing, and mm-hmm. what I know I shouldn't be doing, and so you know, I think when when we think about it from that perspective, especially when you think about just trying to accomplish something, it takes a whole team sometimes to do it. And God don't just speak to you. And sometimes you are blocking what he got to say. And Mm -hmm. so if you got people around you who can hear God too, you can hear God through them too. And you can hear God through things that are going on in your life. You can hear them through your friends. And then it'll sometimes it'll help you just wake up, you know? And so
0: Mm. we don't suggest that anybody sit around and just be alone. Yeah. That's actually God giving us the sight that he has. Mm -hmm. That's what relationships uh, present to us. It gives us all the different angles because God sees everything and we don't. We just got these two. I don't know <laughs> anybody who got more than two eyes, but <laughs> we just got these and we can only see forward, right? We may can see some peripheral, but it still ain't clear, you know. But God gives us all of e- each other in our relationships and gives us the sight to see the things that we may be or not accustomed to or we may be blind to. And that helps. So that's God giving us another piece of himself. The fact that he's all knowing and all seeing. We get to have and that experience. in
1: everybody yeah. and through everything, you know, so we we don't need to count out his voice being heard in any anyone around us. But if we don't surround ourselves with actual friends, friends in Christ and friends who love us genuinely, then the likelihood of confirmation around us is a whole lot less. And so it, it can hinder you. I mean, I've, I've learned personally, I know that sometimes when you go through um, traumas and you're hurt by other people, that you may put yourself put yourself down about your choices and not trust your ability to discern anymore. And so you may become shut off and be all to yourself. And then you don't have anybody encouraging you or speaking a word in your life. And it hinders you. You could be stalled for for years, for months, you know. And I know that right in yeah. the hardest times that I've had friends pull me out. And I got one online. Hey Iris. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so friends they can prepare you for it or they can keep you back. That's another thing. Like <laughs> That's where we got to really question, like, is that our friends, that we stuck in the same position that we were, knowing our goals for the from the previous year, I don't know if you guys are any of those type of people where you set resolutions, and then they don't come. It's like, no one helped you be accountable for it outside of yourself. You got to question that your environment altogether. I'm not saying blame your friends only. But you got you to look around and be like, why am I in the same space? Why am I not moving forward? What is it? And then you have to go comb through the details, which some of them include people. Some of them even may have whispered maybe something in your ear that was kind of discouraging. So you said, forget about it. I ain't going to do it. Right. But it was something that you was really passionate about. They share a vision with you. They, share, uh, they don't have to share the passion, but they're excited about your passion. And so they want to see that come to pass. Those your girlfriends too.
1: <laughs> yes. Not always telling you, I don't know why you're trying to do that. You know, like just always telling you that you shouldn't go for your dreams or something like that. Now, definitely get rid of those. <laughs> <laughs> Wish them well. Pray for them. You can associate at a distance. But
0: now man, I mean, I try.
1: I don't mind friends
0: like forewarning me. That's fine. I think that's fine. If they, you know, foresee something and just want to prepare me for the journey, that's different from a whole discouragement on the entire thing. But, yeah, I still appreciate those friends that will go ahead and let me know. It seemed crazy, but try it out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I believe in you, girl. Yeah. yeah. Because all of them not gonna be on board either. Not all together, but they love you. That's the difference. They love you. Yes. And they're gonna still catch you before you actually, you know, go all the way down. So I don't know. You had said that, and I was kind of like, you know, I really do appreciate that. Some people see it as discouragement. And it's like, no, I appreciate people who cuz some of my friends are prophetic and i i need to be listening to them <laughs>
1: <laughs> they still see oh, something yeah, yeah. because they you probably through yeah. yeah 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 and i mean and and that is a good thing too if you definitely have somebody who can see what you cannot see and so i'm always encouraged by my friends that did, did we have a little question we wanted what is it <laughs> that's our question grace <laughs> oh no that's the episode type what you oh, come on
0: now you see it. I put the wrong thing too this is not season one you guys this is season two
1: <laughs> yes we're still getting used to this live stream okay <laughs> I don't know when we're gonna get it right <laughs> I'm actually just enjoying messing up all of the mistakes that I'm learning from. We're going to figure it out in a minute. <laughs>
0: one of these days, one day, <laughs> I'm going I'm to post a live and actually not have nobody call me in and messing up stuff. Oh my God, but yeah, I have to go back, sorry you guys, um, we're open. For comments and questions as well, I know we're we're talking, but we just kind of we do our thing. I guess that was your friend. She said, "Hey, boo." I, said, I was like, like, not me? Ain't nobody, boo." Hey. Ali. <laughs> hmm. No, well, but, have any yeah, it's really about um, going back to the friendship. Sorry, you guys. Um, I had a moment. Um, going back to the friendship, so uh, I think they are they are divine. They really are. Um, most people are really God sent for me. They came right on time, and they've been there <laughs> and been on time. I think that's that's also what separates them as well. Uh, they just know. <laughs> and that's how I know that God is speaking to them to stay a part of my life too. Like that's powerful for me. When I get to see uh, the fruition of just his love flowing. And I know that I'm supposed to have that individual. It's not a confusion happening. Cause when you start getting into questioning a friendship relationship, it can be as bad as a <laughs> a loving relationship, like an intimate one. Let me tell you, I don't even wanna, I don't know if I wanna get into that story <laughs> actually, but, <Yeah. laughs> man, uh, sometimes I couldn't even tell the difference. I was like, are we dated? <laughs> it hurt, but I'm glad that, you know, God has clarified those things and, um <laughs> continues to to give me those people who, who will plant seed that he increases, of course. They always are there to water whatever it is that I'm birthing in the season. It could be a different friend every season, but it's one that's there. Right. I think that's another thing about friendships. The ones that I have, um, <clears throat> the ones that I have We don't even talk for like months sometimes, but it don't even feel like we have not We can get right back on it. And it's something that they'll text me or say to me, like right in the nick of time, right before I'm about to make a decision. And I'll be like, look at God right there. That's why you my friend. That's right there. Cause they give you nuggets. They give you confirmation too. This is what I love about friends.
1: right. What if you have no friends and keep everyone at a distance? That's a question. Well, we kind of briefly touched on that just a little bit. Um, If you have no friends and you are trying to keep everybody away, it kind of um god didn't he didn't design us to be alone in in that way um and that our spirits in in some form of fashion should have connection to someone to encourage someone else and to also be encouraged and i think um that that kind of can best be described as one of those how they do with babies in the NICU, okay? Mm-hmm. And they even have volunteers come in to hold babies, hug them, rock them when their moms are not there. So you have a baby that's born and maybe underweight or um, underdeveloped, and is very t- tiny and small and you're trying to get them to their um, birth weight, to a healthy, um, thriving um, condition. And so just pouring love and encouragement into someone is healing. It's healing and it also um, speeds up healing in our bodies and And they do that too, you know, like people have surgeries, um, you got anybody in a nursing home, usually as soon as they go in a nursing home, they don't live much longer past that if they don't have family that's visiting them and being around them. As soon as someone is alone and starts cutting life off from them the source of life is starting to drain because you don't have anybody else to pour into you, to water you and to encourage you. So especially, um, this is is my cousin. You need to give us a call, girl. (laughs) You need to give us a call. You need friends, we will pour life and keep you encouraged because we don't want, you know, I don't I don't want to see anybody stagnant. And I know how that feels because when you go through some things, you do start pushing people off. You do start pushing people away. And and what it does is it actually starts killing the seed that's already planted. And so you need someone to help cultivate and water and protect the seed that's in you and help you reach your purpose.
0: Right, right. Um, I think I think we can still, like I said before, some of my best friends at the time were my sisters. Like it was different in each season. There's not just a selective group that you can choose from that qualifies as being your friends. Um, if you have right. a any other, like, who knows you well, Uh, they can be considered a friend as well. So I think it's just, like she said, important to have at least a relationship that you are invested in. Um, If you're causing yourself to be so distant where you're distant from your children, your loved ones, everybody, that's definitely not healthy. That is something that um, needs to be addressed in the area of fears, actually. Like it be something that is really holding you back from developing in a certain way that God needs you to grow, that you need to grow in, not just God, <laughs> but it's actually for you that God seeks those things because He knows that there's a there's something that is needed um, in every area of our lives to to make us whole, to make us complete. Um, that is something that I've. I've definitely had to grow to learn as well because I've kept myself distant. Um, and even in certain situations, I was just like, I got a big family anyway. So
1: I'm never yeah, I don't
0: need nobody. <laughs> no, but I, I was purposefully I as well. And I had to really seek in the reasons why um why I was doing that. Why was I pushing other people away? that I could have called my family though, not Mm -hmm. just my blood relatives. They were actually those individuals. And um, that was actually before I I started teaching this class on relationships. This is why I was so attracted to this thought leader, um, Dr. Darius Daniels, because there was a point in my life where I was actually called to do a singles ministry, right? And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do a singles ministry group. Why would I want to? <laughs> of course, I was being asked to do this, and I was like, uh, dude, "Should I be obedient?" And blah blah. blah. But God had set me down, and the reason why I was thinking that way is because there was something that God was working in me about the relationships that I had, and in my mind, um, I wasn't trying to attach myself to a title just because I wasn't in an intimate one didn't mean that I was lonely. You know, I didn't like the idea of people telling me right. how single I am. And it was like if I'm single it's because God has positioned me in this in this place where I need to address certain things and I still feel like a person, not just a title. And so he had me go into this uh start teaching a class on relationships as a whole and teaching people how to be single individuals, because no matter what relationship you are in, you're the common denominator, right? Like Demetra said before. And it's about seeking um, a sense of peace and wholeness within yourself. Are you at that point to where you can cultivate relationships from a, a safe and joyous space? There might be something that you're harboring that you're still angry about, and that actually Causes causes you to push people away as well, and there was some forgiveness that I had. This was actually I I started this journey of healing um, then, as I was teaching. Like I felt uncomfortable. No,
1: that that happens. Yeah,
0: me to that because he was showing me the process that I had to be in, and right. so I had to become because I was showing others through my healing journey of forgiveness and most of it was forgiving myself because it was really those, some of the people that were in my life, they were long gone. And I was just still holding on to the memory. Sometimes your memories can work against you Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all. Memories are good to have, but (laughs) not in a way where uh, you just repeat them over and over to yourself and convince yourself that you don't need anyone. Like, I think those are damaging. And it's just something that um, forms from trauma, but even then, our traumas are there, teaching us as well. So we got to find that. Don't make it cry
1: Yeah, everything. Don't make cry, the question. <laughs> everything teaches us, right?
0: <laughs> I wasn't trying to make anybody cry. <laughs>
1: But you know
0: what, (laughs) you have to do it. Um, That's another part of something that I had to realize for myself too. I wasn't open. I didn't cry. (laughs) I realized like, so, well, this is a a very intimate story. Um, My grandfather had passed and he was like one of the closest people to me when I was young. And that was the first time that I had anyone close pass away. And I did not cry. Um, It was crazy, but uh, it was revealed to me (laughs) that that release of emotion is actually healthy, no matter how many times you have to do it, (laughs) because it was kind of like a built-up energy. I actually did not cry about his death. This is something very personal, you guys. Oh my God. I didn't cry about his death till I was like 26, and I was I was watching a basketball game because that's what we shared. Uh, me and my, my grandfather, we shared um, basketball <laughs> together. He was my coach. And, um, <laughs> and um, I was just watching a basketball game, literally out of nowhere, balled. Um, this whole story is just about this. The whole release of that moment allowed me to actually open up to the things that I was doing. Um, For years, I was stopping on a lot of dreams that I had because it reminded me of the space that I was in that I felt like I didn't have the support that I needed anymore. Oh my God, I'm about to cry now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a reason why I quit basketball because it reminded me so much about the support that I lost. And I had mm-hmm. took that one moment and felt like I was alone doing everything that I had set my goals out to be. And that wasn't true at all. I'm gonna cut off this camera, cause I'm crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, seriously. Um. And then I was like, okay, I gotta stop doing this. And this was actually a pivotal point for even me today in addressing uh, moving forward in my life in a way that uh, I need to just answer the call of God that was on my life. Cause God had took me away from so many other things. He had redirected this transition to where he's like ministry full-time, right? And I didn't even think that was something that was possible. I know everyone does it, but you don't believe that you can do it. It's a certain amount of fear and anxiety and worry that you have. Mm. And this is also where my friendships came in because I was like, why? You do this all the time for us. Like (laughs) you're constantly putting things in us to where we feel more confident about our lives. So why don't you just go ahead and do it? And that's what I needed friendships for. <laughs> Digging and unearthing those things um, that was holding me back from purpose,
1: a purpose life. Yeah. Cause even when you feel like you can't do something, or you're not good at it, or well, not that you're not good at it, or you're undeserving. I think that's yeah. that's that's the one. Like, um, mm. How, how am I qualified to do this? Like, I'm supposed to be the expert. I don't even think you have to be the expert in, in going through something. You're just the expert of you, you know? And so, what we're sharing mostly is the story of you. You share the story of your trial and your triumph. And and somehow it's helping others. But I think our friends know our story. Most of them, the real friends, they know your story.
0: Better than you do some (laughs) days because you may try to change your story a little bit and be like, that's not the way it happened, girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They know your story. They know exactly where you come from and they know exactly how hard it was to get there and so you know it's just just having that you know having that to share with somebody is priceless yeah (laughs) y'all call Mm -hmm. me yeah do we have another we got another question because y'all Y'all gonna make us teary eyed over here, so we gonna <laughs> crying no more. <laughs> crying no more.
0: No, well, it's that's that's a memory that I hold um, when I think about Papa Jimmy his Papa Jimmy, y'all. So uh, it always gives me so. <laughs> it, as far as like where I am today with it, it is tears of joy knowing that i have um pushed myself out of that limiting belief and can now um see myself for who i am what you actually described was imposter syndrome that's what they call it where you don't the feel imposter
1: unworthy. where you feel unworthy. Yeah, unworthy like you're walking in a mm-hmm. facade or you put on a mask in yeah. order to be able to share right but it's you're not the imposter. No, nope. the real deal. And you got it. <laughs> you're the real person. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're the real deal. And God has equipped you with everything that you need just to move forward. Yeah. And I, I really needed my friends to like to pull that out of me. And they did. This is where I am today. <laughs>
1: Well, when we are evaluating who are our friends and who aren't, we have these, these five things that we discussed earlier um, that was mentioned in that friendship chapter of relational intelligence. So number one was um, the friend has a good character, is loyal. And there are actually some scripture references. Are you able to look those up, Grace? Well, I'm... okay, okay. <laughs> so, right, so uh, one scripture is 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty-three.
0: Well, this is King James, y'all, so. I apologize in advance. 15.33. Uh-huh. It says, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners.
1: So bad company corrupts your good character. So people around you speaking evil and speaking death into your life, it will also corrupt your character people around you um, talking about other people you know uh, speaking death into other people's lives and not speaking life um, in general is also poison in your your life I mean because think about it what other people are saying and doing around you is also something that you'll eventually be thinking you may be subconsciously so going back thinking about a conversation you had with this person or something that was said. and every time you see whoever they was talking about that that sentence come up, you know, mm-hmm. and so we don't want that's right negative energy around you and you don't want negative stuff around you. Um, also uh proverbs thirteen twenty. Is this one about the um the counsel of the wise? So we want a walk 13, 20. Mm-hmm.
0: He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So, what of fools? What did you say? said it says, he that walketh with the wise man shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed.
1: A companion of fools.
0: Yes. I believe in another version it says it will suffer harm. Um, yeah. So when you have those who are foolish around you, usually there's a certain amount of ignorance and awareness Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're you're pretty much walking right into danger because there's no one there to warn you either when something is coming for you because <laughs> you got some people no. ignorant in certain areas you ain't got no kind of protection I need and sometimes I need to seek wise counsel I need people who are there yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it's like birds of a foot, feather flock together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that remind me of you know um they if you got instagram and stuff they be popping stuff up about these in inter- entertainment these celebrities and you remember when um megan the stallion got shot in the foot i'm like why are you in a yes i'm just sitting here thinking <laughs> like why are, are you to- in a car with a bunch of people who are out shooting folks or whatever they doing. I'm like, this don't make any sense whatsoever. So <laughs> the companion with fools, you put yourself in harm's way. Yeah. And so nobody else is thinking about what they should be doing. Everybody doing nothing with no purpose in mind. And who knows what you're getting into, you know? And then you got the second one. Um, your friend should have unconditional love. And the love you have, and um, the scripture reference was Proverbs 17, 17. Um, the love you have for your friend, and the and the friend that is truly your friend has for you is unconditional. You know, and they pretty much know that. Your intent, no matter what you do, is never mm-hmm. to harm them, you know? So that's why you can say the truth.
0: I'm going to read this version because I like what it says. You said 17:17, right? Proverbs yeah. 17, 17. Mm-hmm. It says, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Okay. This, this was that second part, meaning... Some people are born with the purpose of being in your life and being a steward over being your friend. Right. Those are people who are called to be your friend. Have y'all experienced and those of friendships? Like those are real yes. friendships. And they are called for the adversity that you're going to go through with them. They're built for Good. it.
1: They're equipped for it. Right.
0: And that's so why they're both of y'all to arm of the yeah, that's why their love is unconditional, like no matter what, like they built for it. For it, to, that's what I wanted to
1: say. <laughs> like anything pop off, that friend got your back, all right?
0: Right or die, that's what they call it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anything pop off, they got your back. That's, that's yeah. what I call it. <laughs> uh-huh. but... <That's> so <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're you
0: know, loving on her that's so no that's so
1: we've great. been friends since 13 years old and yeah. that's how it was anything pop off she right there i didn't even need her to assist me but she was right there okay
0: so with those friends you know that they're biblical too right
1: they are right. called
0: by god and they are doing all the benefits of Of what the scripture says, that's even more powerful. Those friends who are called to your life. I love that. I love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And everybody ain't called to your life. And you know by the ones who done already faded off. Right? And so um, the next one was unbridled honesty and being authentic. So that's how you know you got a friend, too. And that reference was Proverbs 27 6.
0: There's, there's a question up here. Sorry. And I'm sorry for laughing at it, too. <laughs> what is going on? Fake Are there real
1: really real
0: friends, friends or fake real friends? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all real people. There's, a <laughs> like there's some imposters, there's someone who perpetrates, yes you got the real but, true ones, the divine sent ones and then the right. ones that that just called the disrupt. Yes, but you don't call them your friends either.
1: I mean, you see how Judas was in the camp, you know what I'm saying? So it's not about that. They could be they could have the same assignment as you. They mm-hmm. can have the same belief system in some sort of way or uh, something in common with you and still not be your friend still not um, have your best intent your best um, interest in in their intentions so the, the list that is being checked off because we did one was having a good character and loyalty at some point I'm sure Judas was revealed of his about his character, yeah. so even though he was on assignment with all the disciples and Jesus, that don't mean he was all of their friends. You know what I'm saying? So, right. If you got somebody who had who is a bad character, don't even count them as a friend. It's no way they could have qualities that could be a friend to you because that's that's going to turn up fake anyway eventually, and then you got. Um, unconditional love, able to show love, and really unconditional love is about sacrifice. It's really about sacrificing something, and we got the unbridled honesty and being authentic, and that's the one we was working on. Proverbs uh, twenty seven six. Yes, call it assigned to you for a reason of growth for you and pushing you along your path ordered by God. Yeah. If you don't have anybody there doing that and love, showing love, then you don't have a real friend.
0: Did you get
1: to that, Did you get to that scripture, Grace? Um, I, I missed it because of that question. Proverbs twenty-seven, six.
0: Sorry about the pages flipping. You said twenty-seven, six. Hmm. Faithful mm-hmm. are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful.
1: Okay, read that again.
0: This is King James verse, uh, verse six, chapter twenty-seven of the book of Proverbs. Says faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful.
1: Okay. So even if your friend is hurt and wounded, they're still loyal. They still are with you. And and they'll show even in the hard time that there's their their true self is that loyal person and of good character. But the your enemy is giving you those kisses and and all that love and the good times and then in the heart they show their the true colors <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, the wounds that they they have actually may be a semblance of the journey that they've been through along with you. That's proof that they're loyal, right. They've experienced the same thing that you've gone through. Um, they can empathize, sympathize. A little bit of both. <laughs> because they've gone through the process with you and came out the fire with you.
1: Gone in it right. with you,
0: came out with you. So those are the wounds um, that that were being referenced. That's That's the symbol that they have proven that they can love unconditionally and still be a part of your life. As far as friends, um, most of them come as people pleasers. The the ones that are uh, kisses of the enemy. Um, when you notice one is doing that and uh, I, I, when I say this, I know that friends can go above and beyond too, but it's a certain way that it's done <laughs> you got yeah. those who are just doing the most. Just too much. Then you got reasons to pose this question like what is it what's going on here?
1: Like, and then you got to see if they're getting something out of it too. Yeah. Sometimes they're doing some time, it's not you. It's
0: not a consistent flow of uh, the work that they do from their hands yeah. being a part of your life is just like a sometimey friend. But when they do come they just all take the reward. Yeah. <laughs> they all of a reward after effects. Like they're not even there to go through with you. They just there to to help you receive all the accolades. Like they were there. Oh, you call me that one time. I helped you get to this point. Mm-mm, those ain't it either. Ooh, right. they, they take, they're not. <laughs> doing. They take kisses. That's what that is. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> You is that, In that what uh in right. that what was done with uh jesus he was kissed on his cheek that was it yeah he, he was like what i'm getting, he kisser, getting right just... like come give me a kiss he took that <laughs> and that was his enemy for that time anyway so if you are hurting with no real true friends where do you turn
1: Have a little talk with Jesus. (laughs) You know? You're right. Because God cares. You cast your cares upon the Lord. And he cares. You know? But he cares for you. Yeah. And we definitely, we evaluate ourselves. We always evaluate ourselves. And... That's where we started when we first started this um, broadcast here. That's what we were talking about and um, just trying to understand the the common denominator factor. like what are we doing? how I mean seeking God definitely on that. seeking God on how we are relating. others are we are we able that's the talk you having with jesus yeah
0: that's (laughs) you actually (laughs) evaluating yourself that's why he has you isolated because now it's time to listen to him and be your friend (laughs) he's trying to be your friend in this time so he can address those areas that are making you show yourself unfriendly thank you colette (laughs) that's the talk with Jesus, yes, He is a friend. Oh, we'd be doing that, but, but He's gonna direct you, and He's gonna be like, "I've given you people, I've shown you, and you probably been rejecting them," because the one thing right. about God, He's not, He's not trying to do this thing without us. Um, that's what I love the most about Him, because it shows that He has a a certain reverence and respect for his creation. And he knows what is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So at the same time where, you know, we're talking about not having true real friends, he's still giving us relationships. And what have we done with those? God is not, not using people in your life to come and tell you the same thing that he can tell you in a prayer and in a revelation. He's probably sent you those people already, and you've just been ignoring it. So so now it is time to turn to Jesus
1: because you won't listen to nobody else. Right. And so, well, I, you know, I think about God's creation and how he has designed everything. We have things that assist us in our life to have life, you know, um, that don't even interact with us per se directly. You know, um, the, the way the plants, uh, the photosynthesis with the pr- production of oxygen and the processing of the carbon monoxide that we're exhaling all the time and the constant cycle of the breath of life that's in us that God has just designed to automatically flow, and so then we have the people around us. Even if we're not in constant contact with them, the things that they're doing. That's why we say we are, we can't do anything alone. That the people around us set things in motion. There's always some dominoes set in motion around us that's affecting us, you know, and so we do have to, I think when we become more mindful, mindful of who we are and Mm. our purpose and how we contribute to God's creation and plan, then we also become mindful of our effect, like our interactions how we affect other people's emotions, how we affect other people's well-being, how we encourage or discourage, you know, once we once we start tapping into that and you know, and and working on our relationship with ourselves as it relates to God, as it relates to others, then um we you know our our view and perspective on friendship just completely changes. It'll change to where you are interacting in a way where almost everybody wants to be a friend. (laughs) Everybody Mm -hmm. wants to be your friend because you have so much to contribute all the time and you are so um, you're always pouring into the people around you and But you just have to know what level to do that, so you're not so (laughs) right. I mean, that's that's a that's a process in itself. Just understanding not to completely pour yourself out. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: where that's where that level of uh, understanding my purpose was introduced. When I recently learned this term, I know I'm late, but uh, being a healer, um, Mm -hmm. I never really coined that term. I've heard it, it's not like I haven't heard it, but uh, discovering that that was me (laughs) Um, more recently um, allowed me to really like hone in on wanting and pushing for my purpose so that I don't continue to run to the people that only needed healing, that were just there for a season, that I would misinterpret as my friends, you know? So that's that actually may be a topic for another day, like really discovering your purpose, but that's also helpful in discernment of who your friends are. Because, well, that's
1: another chapter in this book, too. Your assignment versus a friend or an associate. So, you also have different relationships with people that are specific, and everybody isn't, you know, everybody isn't assigned to be a friend. Some people are just your assignment, you know, where, what did he say? His, um, is quoted in the book Darius says we put a period in a place where god has meant a comma you know you <laughs> where you supposed to be um pouring into someone's life there is an assignment there and then you move on because there is other assignments and you put a period and try to create something yeah. that should not have been created and then we Look at God and be like, why you allow me (laughs) to be in this relationship with this person who just hurt me? Well, we had um, inappropriate expectations of them, you know, and the expectation needed to be in order. And so we just and and that's something. I think that's something that we learn when we look at ourselves too. We look at ourselves trying to understand cuz once you do understand what your your specific gifts and purpose is, then you know you know what assignments are when you come to them because it fits to your gift. And and just because there are people attracted to the gift, attracted to what you are designed to do that you don't even know that you do all day long. It doesn't mean that they were meant to be in your life in some permanent way, you know, um, in as in long-term friendships or romantic friendships, you know, so. We had a question. <laughs> <laughs> they supposed to be dropped off on the side of the road. You see this? Here come... Go- <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and you keep moving down the path you, you get a question, question, I, you them a ride you right. get them a ride you need a ride up the street and then you <laughs> you let them on out the car that was the assignment they just needed a ride amen amen <laughs> let's, keep,
0: let's keep it moving so can you say we are all uncover friends or undercover friends is that what you meant with needing something from each other you know, um, we all need something. <laughs> it, that's not what distinguishes us from being friends or assignments either. We're all getting what we need out of relationships. As Friends a
1: is a more intimate term. Uh, and that's what, yeah. yeah, that's what we're trying to make the distinction of. An associate can also need something from you. An assignment, a mentee also need something from you but we don't necessarily have you know everybody consider as friend so that's going back to our list a friend is of good character and loyal a friend has unconditional love for you and you both share that mutually they have unbridled honesty and are authentic and the one we move into next is unmovable reality, which is dependability, unmovable dependability. And Proverbs eighteen twenty four was the reference for that. Now, um, that means that you don't ever have to be sitting here wondering, is this person for you? You know, like kind of. When the wind blows, are they still there? You know, you ain't really thinking like that. Or if they say they're going to do something, you ain't got to sit there and call them three, four times and say you still going to do that. You ain't even got to talk to them no more, you know. And you we kind of have that. We have that with some family. And some family, you can't even call friends because you can't depend on them. You know, and so that's a whole nother different relationship. That's what I'm saying. So friends um, is is a more intimate term. And I think when we don't think about how to distinguish and define each part, each type of relationship we have with people. Because Jesus didn't say every single body that needed something from him was his friend. You know, so um, if it's about
0: them also being able to pour into you just as much as you pour into them.
1: Yes. So there is there is that's why you should have very few. Mm. (laughs) Because it's some work that came into becoming a friend Mm. of that level. Um, There was some trial and error. Mm. There is some tribulation and some rough spots you know, that that tested over time that these particular characteristics came out to be true about this person as it relates to you. Everybody doesn't stay like that. It it falls off. You know, you could have somebody who can do three of them and couldn't do the other two. You know, but if you have somebody who can do all five, you know, you got a friend. What was um Proverbs 1824? Great.
0: Proverbs 1824 says <clears throat> a man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh, sticketh closer than a brother.
1: Yes, Once again, unmovable.
0: Yeah, show yourself himself to be friendly. <laughs> he has proven himself to be friendly, not that he, that he just needs something from you. And that he's coming into your life to get and gain. He's already proven himself to be a friend that is worthy of access to you. And a, a, a
1: deeper level, ain't a friend, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody who did something for you. You know, maybe while they was doing something for everybody at the same time. You know, and but but you don't see them concerned about your well being and concerned for you. You can tell, um, you can tell when you have a friend. I think sometimes we want, it's something missing, it's something that we want to connect to. But we also, the relationship that we build with God fills in those gaps too. Because, We're not going to find everything we find in God, in everyone, but God is in everybody. We just recognize the spirit of God that is there and it's all at different levels. And I think everybody's understanding is different. And so even though you might could be a friend to somebody, I go back to that growth factor, that, that level of awareness that they have in themselves and, and, Their connection to their creator is different because you could, you know, how you have it, especially in marriages, you'll have a way of what you think your role is and how you love someone, and then they reciprocate a whole nother kind of love that you don't define as love or part of it is is how you think love is and that's what i'm saying is is when you when you are with people it's hard to be friends like in the true sense of friendship in the intimate sense of friendship with somebody who is not spiritually equally yoked in a way with you because they don't have the same concepts as you do and perspective of God's relationship to you and to them, and they don't understand where you're going. Because it's almost like talking a foreign language sometimes when you with people who not at the same level. And you can definitely not hardly call them friend either. The last one is unceasing encouragement. So when you put all that together and then you have somebody that is encouraging you and and being there for you, loving you, who is unmovable and dependable, who is honest, unbridled unbridled honesty with unconditional love and of good character and loyal, then you have the truest friend. You know, and some parts of that is good, but if you don't have all of it, I suggest you don't be an entire open book to someone who can't show you all of that. Um, That last scripture reference was Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Now, there is something that. Um, did you get to the scripture? <laughs> there is something that uh, the author referred to. He said that Eve was Adam's helper, like the Holy Spirit is a helper. Okay. And um, your friends help you get to another level. Now God demonstrates this this relationship of how we should have relationships with others um, in the way he has a relationship with his son and a relationship with the Holy Spirit and relationship with us. It's like um, him giving us models you know to model our own understanding of our of how we're created and what we're created to do in his image. And that sometimes we can't ever achieve, um, we'll never achieve the things that we set out to do in our purpose without the help of our true friends. Uh, did you get to the scripture? Ecclesiastes,
0: okay. four.
1: Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 through 10.
0: That's so crazy. Let me tell you, I got it highlighted.
1: You finna highlight this
0: one? No, I have it already highlighted. So I'll oh, do you it. do. Okay. Uh, for some reason. So, all right. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. 9 and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up.
1: OK, and you see. Right. So we need to help one another. And our truest friends is an individual that's an asset and not a liability. So when you do fall, when you do make mistakes, that you got somebody there that is is there to encourage you to walk in your truest self to strive on to your purpose and to tell you that you were fearfully wonderfully made in the image of God and for a purpose on purpose says,
0: what this so, so you can say a Christian can be everyone, friend because Jesus has you covered from the hurt of fake, real friends. <laughs> I
1: don't know fake. How can they be fake and real? They make for real fake. <laughs> they really fake. Okay. Oh. Um.
0: I'm trying to really understand the statement though, too. So because <laughs> I'm that's what I'm really stuck on. So you can say a Christian can be everyone's friend.
1: I think what she's saying is that the Christian is the most desirable friend. Yeah. I mean for other people. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's.
0: I don't know know if I'm gonna
1: say that either. Um, For other people desiring them to be the friend, but you, but we have to be more cautious of who we're friends too.
0: Right, that's where I was going uh, with it, Corlette, too, because that's something that was stated earlier. It's not that it's not that being a friend equals love. I think we need to distinguish that to we we are all called to love one another we are not all called to be friends (laughs) jesus even jesus even established who his circle was going to be he didn't he didn't say i welcome anybody and everyone to be my disciples and walk close to me he actually specifically Mm -hmm. chose the few those twelve And that's our example as well. Uh, When we're going about in our friendships and choosing our friendships, we gotta know who is there and assigned to the purpose that we're called to because they're not self-centered. Now, of course, some of them, you know, show they they other face (laughs) during that journey. But one thing that Jesus knew and discerned already within his journey is that they still were there for his purpose being moved forward. So he still saw that, um, but he loved everyone.
1: That, wasn't right. that
0: Jesus didn't love everyone. Later he extended discipleship uh, through, you know, the disciples that he left. He told them to do as I have done and and um, go out and seek, be fishers of men and, and go out and get more disciples. But we still distinguish between those who are clearly our enemies. We we still are called to love our
1: enemies. We still love them. They're not going to be our But friends. they're not our friends. <laughs> right. And they're so, not going to be our friends. So specifically, <laughs> the friends. So that narrows down the list. and And that's what these five points. We're doing was making sure you narrowed down the list because your friend is the one that is of good character, shows unconditional love, unbridled honesty, unmovable, and dependable, and unceasingly encouraging you. So, if you can't find that in the in the person that you wish to call a friend. You, you, we try, we're not giving them ammunition against us, you know, to go out and try to hinder our, our walk and our assignments that we have, you know, in Christ. So mm-hmm. everybody cannot be, you know, close to you in that way. And so I think we just need to kind of evaluate how close we're pulling everybody in. So, we don't hinder our own our own purpose and our own assignment,
0: yeah, it's really in how how a friend moves with you. uh you're not pulling and tugging on them <laughs> like like they they just don't fit into your lives, and you're trying to make them fit It's typically not gonna be a friend, so as far as the real. The fake real friends, I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> still, on that one. I'm okay. still
1: confused. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, uh, but uh, as far as that terminology, because they're they're not real friends, then if they're, right. if they're fake. They're, you can switch that around and just say really fake friends. But all right. <laughs> uh, okay. We have definitely pulled this one to an hour. <laughs> I know. You know right? Where did that come from? Because uh-huh. whenever I set the goal and I'm just like, it's going to be brief, we're just doing this. It's going to be friends. Whatever everybody know about friends. <laughs> right. I don't know how we did that, but any last questions, we'll take. We oh, got to get
1: this knowledge. That's what, what it is. That. Oh,
0: that's all right. <laughs> I'm in full support of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, if all mm-hmm. hearts and minds are clear, everyone focused on friendships and Jesus. All right. We wrapping this thing up. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate you all. We're going to continue on and um probably highlight something throughout the week. So please, if you can, uh participate. And let us know um, how you feel about the topics that are being presented so that we'll know what to discuss in depth when we come back on our lives. Love you, too. Whoever that was. Who was that?
1: Iris. (laughs) Love you. We love you all. Mm -hmm. We love
0: you all.